Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning, John McDougald, Executive Director of Junior Achievement of the Greater Tyler Area. A nice long half hour story to tell today. Good morning, John. Great morning. to have you with us. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Don't forget In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus and... In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. John, Junior Achievements. We've done a lot of shows on Junior Achievement over the years, a lot of news stories, uh, a, a significant number of them having to do with one of the events that's coming up in March, the big Hall of Fame banquet. And for years and years and years, Jim Gay was our guest. Jim retired about uh, two, three years ago, and you took over. So I believe this is the first time we've had you in to play catch-up on yes, Junior Achievement. Correct. First of all, tell us just briefly, we'll go into detail later in the show, what is Junior Achievement? What does it do? What does it set out to do? The big picture is that our mission is to inspire and prepare young people to succeed in a global economy. And we are in 103 countries and serve 10 million students nationally, 4.8 million in our nation, mm -hmm. 4,400 here in the greater Tyler area. And what we teach are three basics, work readiness, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. And we do this by going into the classroom with community volunteers. Okay. Personal. Um, first time you and I have met, so let's get caught up on sure. that score. You uh, t Just tell us your story. Uh, you, you're an Eagle Scout, and you uh, a lot of things led you to the job that you took on two and a half years ago. Yes, that's correct. I started out as a young boy being involved in the Boy Scout program mm -hmm. and became an Eagle Scout, went off to college, thought that I was going to become a computer programmer, and that's mm. what I studied in college. Last year of my college experience, a scout executive came up to the college campus recruiting people to work for the Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. And having that in my background was very interested in doing nonprofit work, impacting the lives of young people, and that's how I began my nonprofit work. I started off in Garden City, Kansas, mm -hmm. and then went to Amarillo and then Tyler, and served with the Boy Scouts for over 24 years. Okay. And two and a half years ago, you became the executive director for Junior Achievement, and I understand that uh, Jim Gay pretty much decided that you were the guy for the job. Jim had told me that I should apply for his job. He was retiring after 38 years, and mm -hmm. said, John, I think you would be a good fit for Junior Achievement, and he was absolutely right. Those skills that I learned in scouting definitely was a good transition for me into junior achievement. Okay. And going back even further than that, junior achievement, again, all about inspiring and preparing young people to succeed in a global economy, and you've had a lot of success with it, and you started out real young. Tell us what happened when you were seven years old. That's a pretty interesting story. Yes. Uh, when I was seven years old, my dad took me to the Prairie State Bank in Augusta, Kansas, he said, John, you're going to open up a savings account. And I said, Dad, I'm only seven years old. Why mm -hmm. do I need to have money? He said, well, you don't now, but when you get older, you will appreciate this. And so I started working any job that I could get as a seven-year-old so that I could save money. And probably the most important part of that story and the reason why my dad was so wise and wanting me to save then is the interest rate was 13%. Mm. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Not in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but in any event, you got started young, and that's really 
what junior achievement is all about. You start with kids as young as elementary school, and you want them to have the same experience that you had, even if it's not coming from within the family. And you tell me that your dad was a thrifty guy. He was wise, got you started young. Not everybody has that advantage, and that's where junior achievement comes in. Absolutely. We start in kindergarten, so they learn from a very early age all the way up through 12th grade. Okay. 10 million students served in 103 countries, 4.8 million students served in our nation, and you have right now 4,400 students served in J.A. Tyler. That's a 22% increase in two years, 222 volunteers in 230 classrooms. So um, junior achievement has grown just in Tyler alone over the past two and a half years. And you're right now in the Tyler ISD and the White House ISD and also getting ready to start up in Maybank, I believe. Correct. Okay. Other schools, you're open. You're ready to go with them. It's just a matter of getting all the loose ends tied together and uh, uh, seeing what happens if anybody from any of those schools that are really within uh, the sound of my voice, as it were, are interested, they can give you a shout and find out more about what you do. And let's talk about that right now. Your physical location is 318 East 5th Street near Bergfeld Center. Not a whole lot of business done in your office, although occasionally people may need to know where they are, where you are, if you want to set up a meeting of some kind. But um, 903 3581-7482 is the phone number, website, jatyler.org, and they can get in touch with you directly, john, J-O-H-N, at jatyler.org. And that information is important to know. You do That's really correct. most of your business as far as getting things set up online and by phone, right? That's right. Oh, okay. If we have educators out there that are interested in requesting a program, they can go to our website and click on that tab. If we have people that would like to volunteer, they want to go in and teach junior achievement maybe in their own son's or daughter's class then they can go online and register as a volunteer on our volunteer tab Mm -hmm. and they can also communicate with their teacher that they want to have junior achievement in the classroom Mm -hmm. now looking at your website i see that there are a lot of really helpful materials that are provided by junior achievement that are going to kind of shepherd these volunteers along as they go into the classrooms and teach financial literacy and uh, work readiness and entrepreneurship to these kids from kindergarten all the way up through high school. But let's talk about that for a minute. You're very, very much volunteer-driven, possibly even more so than most, and all nonprofits depend on volunteers, maybe you more than most of them. So what are the requirements to be a volunteer, if anybody's interested in signing on with that? Yes, we like for our volunteers to be able to have a passion for children, being able to follow instructions in our workbook. We have all the lesson plans laid out, and all they have to do is follow the steps. So it doesn't take a whole lot of time for them to prepare. They just need to be able to follow the instructions that are given to them. And we provide all the materials and what we call a kit, which looks like mm-hmm. a small briefcase. And we want them to have a desire to impact the lives of young people, and obviously they will have to have a background check with the school. With elementary and middle school, they will have to have their driver's license when they go to the school, and they will swipe that. For high school, they will need to go to the Tyler ISD website and apply to be a volunteer so that they Mm -hmm. can get a name badge that they'll wear 
and that's just for Tyler ISD, not for White House. Okay, good. I was just going to ask, so thanks for the clarification yes. on that. Now, as far as the requirements to be, of course, we just went over that ability to follow instructions, pass the school's background check. How do you recruit volunteers, and is it kind of a mix and match between you recruit them and some of them come to you? How does that's that piece correct. of it work? We do have some people that just go onto our website. They have an interest in teaching children, so they'll go to our website and they'll let us know they want to be a volunteer. Most of our volunteers come from companies in the community, like Brookshire's, for example. Recently, we had close to 25 employees at Brookshire's that said they wanted to mm -hmm. be volunteers. Uh, Suddenlink is another company that has provided a lot of volunteers. A couple of years ago, they provided over 50 volunteers, and they went out to Dixie Elementary and led a program called JA in a Day, which we may get to later. Mm -hmm, we will, for sure. And Centene is another company. So there's a lot of companies out there that have a desire to teach junior achievement. And because of the financial literacy component, we have a lot of banks that want to be involved as well. Mm -hmm. And do you go to some of these businesses and actually uh, make your pitch and do some recruiting on site? Yes, I do. I'll okay. basically get a note out to all the employees at a company and those that are interested will come to a meeting, and I'll share with those potential volunteers what it takes to be a volunteer. I'll, I'll show them some of the materials, and I'll explain to them that I also will lead a training for them so that they'll have a basic idea of how to teach in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in being a volunteer, again, that phone number is 903-581-7482. You can get in touch with John McDougall directly, john, J-O-H-N, at jatyler.org, or you can go to the website, jatyler.org. And I will say, just based on looking over it mm, before we went to air, there's just a lot of information on there. Yes. And re you can just really get an education about junior achievement just by going to that website. So I certainly recommend it highly. Talking to John McDougald, Executive Director of Junior Achievement of the Greater Tyler Area, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And, uh, of course, again, repeating the mission to inspire and prepare young people to succeed in a global economy. Let's dwell on the global economy piece for just a moment. Is there any particular reason, uh, as obvious as it may seem, seem, let's get it in your own words, why it's important to focus on being successful in a global economy? Yes, absolutely. With technology that we have today, the wor world really has become a much smaller place. My wife's cousin, as an example, works in Germany, and she actually speaks five languages because mm -hmm. their company deals with a lot of different countries. They deal in Europe, in Asia, in North America. So she has to be able to understand those different languages so mm -hmm. she can communicate with people from around the world. And that's really what we've become, and we want to prepare young people to know that we are a global economy and how to work with different cultures. Okay, let's go through the three basics, and if you could kind of expound on those for me a little bit. Let's start with, start with work readiness. What does that term mean to you, and what does it mean to junior achievement, and what's it going to mean to the students who are taking your courses? Absolutely. Well, if we have these young people that decide they want to go work for someone at some point in their life, they're going to have to know how to have good interview skills, how to have also soft skills, which will help them so they can keep their job. So that would be things like cooperation and teamwork. So with our work readiness, we want these young people to be able to go into an employer with a good resume, with a good cover letter, 
be prepared for that interview, dress appropriately, Mm -hmm. and have all those skills that they need, not only to get that job, but to keep that job through our soft skills. And we go into great depth in explaining that through our lesson plans with the students. Okay, financial literacy. That's uh, When I see the term financial literacy, I think of John McDougall as a seven-year-old in your first lesson and what I'll call financial literacy. But explain to us what that means, how it's helped you, and um, how you get that concept across to the kids. Yes, that, it's great for me to be able to share my story when I was seven years old, and I do share that with students when I get to go into the classroom and teach. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for everyone to understand how to invest and save. There's so many people in our nation that are in debt. Obviously, our nation's in debt. And so we need to understand those principles, and that's what we teach. It doesn't matter always how much money we make if we spend more than what we make. And we see examples of that all the time with celebrities that make millions of dollars a year Mm -hmm. and then when they pass away they have nothing and why is that it's because they never understood those financial literacy concepts they didn't know how to save and they didn't know how to invest Mm -hmm. and moving from that right on to entrepreneurship let's talk just um, anything you have to share on that yeah i think what is really eye-opening about that is even when we start with children that are in kindergarten these elementary age students, they really get it. And some of them do have parents that are entrepreneurs and they own their own business. But we give them principles through our lessons for them to understand if they want to own their own business someday and they don't want to work for somebody else, what those principles are and how they can apply that and how they can also get a good education so that they can prepare themselves to be an entrepreneur someday. Mm -hmm. And as I look at these three terms, work readiness, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, um, I remember, and we won't dwell on this because it's really kind of old news, but I think it's important as we uh, talk about uh, how junior achievement has evolved over the years. When I was in high school, it was back in the 60s and 70s, junior achievement kids were the ones who started their own little businesses. And you've really moved a long way beyond that to the point where... It's not about starting your own business. Well, it is, but it's not just about that. What I'm getting out of this is that junior achievement is for anybody and everybody. It's about being able to go into the workplace and be successful at your job. It's about being able to handle your personal finances, whether you're a business owner or not. And it is about, if you so choose, starting your own business. You pretty much cover the waterfront. That's correct. Sounds like that's the intent of it. Yes. Absolutely. Now, a little bit of history. You were founded in 1919 and headquartered in, still headquartered in Colorado Springs? Yes, that's correct. Okay, they've hung in there for a long time, haven't they? They have. J.A. Tyler was founded in 1988. So you're going into your 29th year, and um, now you've grown, you've prospered. I know that you um, have had a lot of success with Junior Achievement over the years. Let's talk a little bit about um, what junior achievement looks like in the classroom. You say you start in kindergarten and you go all the way up through 12th grade. If a student walks into a classroom one day and the teacher says, okay, um, John McDougall or whoever from junior achievement is going to be joining us today and teaching you about um, how to be successful with managing finances, uh, what are some of the things that they're going to learn Basically, what will happen is the volunteer will go into the classroom and we'll put up a banner that says Junior Achievement. Mm-hmm. All the students will receive a postcard that also has a refriger- refrigerator magnet so that they can bring that postcard home and let their parents know what they're learning in the classroom so that the community as a whole 
knows about what junior achievement is and why mm-hmm. we're in the classroom. Then the, the volunteer will begin with the first lesson, and they'll start by explaining what the objectives are for that particular lesson. And that lesson may be starting their own business and how to do that. And there'll be a scenario where they'll be given some tools to look at, materials that we provide in the JA kit, where they'll start thinking about, if I want to start my own restaurant, for example, Mm -hmm. then what am I going to call that restaurant? How am I going to market that? How am I going Mm -hmm. to hire employees? And how am I going to get the right employees that I need? A bookkeeper, for example. Right. So a manager that's going to manage that restaurant. And also looking at their expenses and their income so that they can really get in into that and get a very good idea of what it might be like to start their own business. Okay. And this is, I, I'm sure, going to vary based on whether you're in kindergarten or whether you're in 12th grade. Yes. You tailor the, uh, can you give us a little bit of an idea just briefly about maybe what the kindergartners are learning, what the elementary school junior high kids are learning, what the high school kids are learning, and how those models differ from one another? Sure. Well, one class that I taught was a kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. I haven't taught every program, but I remember when I was at Caldwell teaching this kindergarten class, and I was talking to the students about saving for a rainy day. And one little boy raised his hand, and I said, okay, um, what does it mean to you to save for a rainy day? And he said, it means I need to have an umbrella. <laughs> so <laughs> quite, quite interesting what children will say to us. Yeah. When I was teaching another class, personal finance, in a high school classroom, we were learning about how to have a timeline for our lives from high school all the way th- through retirement. Mm-hmm. And through this timeline, at each point in their progression in their life, they had to put down how they were going to get there. So, for example, one of the first things that they needed to think about was if they were going to go to college, that they needed to put that on their timeline and determine how they were going to be able to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next step in their life might be to get married. Mm-hmm. So how were they going to plan to have the money for that wedding and how much it would cost? Mm-hmm. And housing was on there as well. They wanted to buy a home all the way up through retirement. So it gave them a good idea of what would be needed for them to plan for their future and the amount of money that it would take for those certain things. Mm-hmm. John McDougall, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. John McDougall is the executive director of Junior Achievement of the Greater Tyler Area. And as we continue on with that, as I'm listening to you, and I've pretty much felt this way since my early days of learning about the new Junior Achievement as opposed to the one that uh, we had back in high school, uh, you're at an advantage. If you can start in kindergarten and be exposed to junior achievement all the way through 12th grade. But uh, are you at a loss or any kind of a disadvantage if you don't pick it up until middle school or high school, or are there pretty efficient ways of playing catch-up for the kids who aren't exposed to it that young? I I think it's um, good for them to get it, obviously, when they're younger. But Mm -hmm. at any time, at any point that they can pick up on these financial literacy skills, then it's going to benefit them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one volunteer that told us a story about a young girl that she learned so much from him that in one year they had saved $17,000, her and her boyfriend, by following the financial principles that he had taught. Mm. So that was quite impressive. Okay. Now, when uh, you go in and teach these courses, uh, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is 
not may, maybe so much in elementary school or kindergarten, but when you get into middle school and high school, it seems logical enough that uh, they'd probably be taught in economics classes. But uh, you tell us that you're really flexible, not only about that, but about a number of other things as well. And you can tailor the scheduling of your program to the wishes of the individual schools? That's correct. And with the teachers, typically what we'll do is when we have a teacher that will go online and request that she or he wants to have a program, then we'll look at that and we'll look at our volunteer base and we'll match the two of them so that they can communicate with each other and they will work on the schedules between the two of them once we get them matched. Okay. Let's just take a John Tyler High School, just pulling a name out of a hat. Are there going to be different... uh, uh, Is there going to be a certain number of uh, volunteers or classes? Well, if you go to John Tyler on uh, April 8th, let's just pull that date out of a hat too how many different classes classrooms is junior achievement going to be taught in at any given time or any school well it varies on the school but with john tyler we've had a number of our financial literacy classrooms where that's what they're teaching and they're studying Mm -hmm. at the school itself those teachers want us to come in obviously because it enhances what they're already teaching Mm -hmm. in our high school classrooms we don't have near as many that are requested usually it's around 24 or so we have a lot more of the elementary schools that request Mm -hmm. classrooms so we definitely would like to have our high school teachers get online and ask for us to come and teach because we would love to do that Mm -hmm. so is it based on the number of teachers who are interested or does it go through the front office most of the time or does that vary too that varies too okay Uh, we we will go to the principal and talk to the principal and say please let your teachers know that we would really like to have our program in the school okay all righty and scheduling is flexible too one of the things that you've instituted you tell me uh, since you started with ja about two and a half years ago is ja in a day most cases you're going to junior achievement is going to be taught what about five times a year correct correct but you can do the whole thing in one day and you tell me that that's really helped your program take off and get a lot more participation that's correct and i attribute most of our increase to that our 22 percent increase that we talked about earlier uh-huh. in growing our program is because of ja in a day not all of it but most of it and that's because this is very effective to be able to go into the school and we start the school day at about nine o'clock mm-hmm. and we teach until about two or two thirty and all five lessons are taught in that one day mm-hmm. and not all schools are able to do that but the schools that want to do it that way uh, will find the volunteers to be able to have JA in a day at those schools. And these schools are limited primarily to elementary. We can do that in middle school, but it's, it's a lot harder just because of their scheduling. In high school, we, there's no way really that we could do it in high school because the high school scheduling is so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the message I'm getting from this, and I hope our listeners are as well, is that you're there and you've had a lot of success with this. You're there to inspire and prepare young people to succeed in the global economy, and you're flexible. You can yes. work with the principals, work with the teachers, and get things set up in a way that will be a win-win situation That's for correct. everybody concerned. So if you're listening, if you want junior achievement set up, in your school, if you want to be a volunteer or if you want to donate, and let's not forget you can donate financially online. We're going to get yes. to some more ways of doing that in just a minute, but uh, 903-581-7482. 
or uh, email John McDougald at john at jatyler.org or go to the website. Lots of information on there, jatyler.org. Got a few minutes left in the show, John, and we would certainly be remiss if we didn't talk about some of your individual fundraisers and special events. Now, your big Hall of Fame event just had one a few months back and um, got another one coming up on March 30th of 2017. Tell us a little bit about what that's going to look like and whatever you are allowed to tell us right now about who's going to be honored. Okay, sure. Our Hall of Fame is going to be on March 30th. We're actually going to be able to honor Austin Banks, so we're looking forward to that. We know it will be at the Willowbrook Country Club. There are a lot of details that we don't have nailed down right now just because we haven't had our press release, which we expect to have later this month. Mm -hmm. But it's a big evening gala that most people are familiar with. Many nonprofits have those same type of galas in the community. Mm -hmm. So that's what it looks like. We have just a great turnout of people in the community that want to support Junior Achievement, and we're very pleased, once again, that we're going to be able to honor Austin Bank. Okay. Um, is this a, a fundraiser as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, we ha- we sell table sponsorships, mm-hmm. and near the end of the month we'll have more information about the upcoming Hall of Fame so that if someone would like to get a sponsorship, then they can do so. Okay. And uh, the Delic Golf Tournament, that's coming up May 10th and 11th of 2017. And uh, tell us a little bit about how that works. Yes, last year was our first year to participate in the Delic Golf Tournament, and we were able to have a team that played in the tournament. And it was $2,500 for that team. However, we received 150% of that back. And so that was a great way for us to receive money from the, the uh, Delic Foundation. Mm-hmm. And we hope this year, next year that we'll be able to have a, more than one team. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have three or four teams that mm-hmm. can participate because that will definitely benefit us being able to provide more funding so that we can provide the materials to reach out to more students in the classroom. Okay. And... Um uh, not too early to at least pencil that in on your calendar. That's going to be May 10th and 11th, the Delic Golf Tournament. And here's one that you just wrapped up a few weeks ago, and you're already looking ahead to the next one. And um, a few times in past years, I know that uh, I've been involved with that. It's, it's been a while, although we've continued to promote it. But the uh, the Bowlathon at Green Acres Bowl, October 5th through 7th. How did it go this year? What are we looking at for 2017? Yes, uh, we had a, a wonderful Bowlathon. We were able to increased the number of teams that played in the Bowlathon. We had 55 as opposed to 47 the year before. So we're delighted that it's growing. It's a great opportunity for teamwork, team building. It's interesting to see these companies that have multiple teams and how they interact with one another outside the workplace. And I think that's really important. Uh, years ago when Jim Gay would talk about the Bowlathon Mm-hmm. When I was in the Rotary Club meeting with him, I never really understood what he was talking about with the team building until I actually had my own bowlathon that I was uh-huh. in charge of. And it's an amazing sight to see. So I hope that more people will participate in it. We are going to have the bowl- next bowlathon October 5th through the 7th of 2017. It's not uh, too late or too early to be able to get that on your calendar. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want uh, more people to benefit by coming to the Bowlathon and participating 
each team member needs to collect $75 or more in pledges. And most people don't have any issue with that at all. Okay. Getting down close to the end of the show as we visit with John McDougald of Junior Achievement. And a couple of things I wanted to touch on. We're not going to have time to get into a lot of detail about this, but I personally would like to suggest that our listeners go to your website, jatyler.org, and look at some of the different tabs that are on there. There's just a lot that uh, is very interesting that, again, we just don't have time to go into a whole lot of detail about today. And one of those is under the heading of America's Financial Turmoil. And just briefly stated, Junior Achievement, to look at it one of a number of ways, is a way for us to avoid some of the pitfalls that have led to the financial problems we're seeing in the country today. That's correct. Absolutely. And as we had talked about a little earlier before, most individuals are in debt, our nation's in debt, and so we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that we teach these principles to everyone that we can to keep them from being in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. And right under there you'll see the Business Ethics Center, and I think it's real important to just let people know that ethics is a very important piece of what you're trying to teach. Absolutely. We haven't really talked about it, but it's very important, and we just from hearing and reading the news, we hear about some of the problems that people have had and caused other people by not following good ethics. If you have a chance, go to the website, read through it, and Maybe start off with the financial turmoil and the business ethics center and go from there. There's just a lot at jatyler.org that I think can be real educational to a lot of folks. absolutely. Yeah. But but we're just about out of time. Again, John McDougall, the executive director of Junior Achievement of the Greater Tyler Area, our guest this morning on In Focus. Contact information again, 903-581-7482. John, J-O-H-N, at jatyler.org, or, again, go to the website, jatyler.org. John McDougald, it's been a pleasure, very educational for me, and really appreciate your visiting with us today. It's been my pleasure as well. Thank you for having me. You bet. John McDougald of Junior Achieving, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio, 97.5 KTBB-FM. Troop Tyler Longview, KTBB-Tyler, and KTBB.com.